0: Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association.
1: Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues here on the American Family Radio Network. Today's Issues is the name of this program and this is Thursday, July the 8th, in case you didn't know. And we thank you for listening to AFR. Tim Wildman here with Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. And Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Yes. You guys believe it's July the 8th already? I know. I know. It's hard to believe. I know. And it's 2021. I know. Yes. Huh? Where, are- are- where is the decade going? And, and
0: we're-, we're past the halfway point of the year. Now Mm -hmm. it's like we're now we're sliding. It's going to be Labor Day, and then it's going to be Thanksgiving, Christmas. Right.
2: And Hobby Lobby has its Christmas stuff on the shelves
1: already. Oh yeah. Oh, that. Well, then we're going to be sucked into this black hole. Have you guys not heard about this (laughs) black hole? Yeah, the Milky Way. No. Yeah, it's going to happen. (laughs) Black hole. Going to happen. Going to swallow the Milky Way. Well, I think. we're going to have Jay Markell on shortly. We'll ask her. We'll
2: ask Jam. Yeah.
1: There's a white hole out there too. Okay. Yes. So I just want to be fair about this thing. Yeah. Right. So we might be sucked into a white hole. We might be sucked into a black hole. And we really don't know at this point. I just do, still know there's no Hispanic hole out there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Where am I going with this? I, I don't know. And I'll stop right here before my career is over. I was okay? going to say that may yes. be
0: where you're headed. I'm going to say, where am I <laughs> headed with this? I don't know. <laughs> Into oblivion.
1: I don't know. <laughs> All right. Do I, what do we got coming up today, guys? I uh, We got Jan Markel, Fred, right?
2: We have Jan Markel at the bottom of the clock. And then we have our good friend Alex McFarlane. Yeah, Alex up. McFarlane.
1: 1045. Yeah, so we look forward to visiting with Jan and with Alex. Is Jan having her uh, annual conference in Twin Cities this year? She is participating
2: in, an, in a conference similar to the one she's had in Minneapolis for many years now. Right. Except they're moving it out to the West Coast, and it's going to be held at a Calvary Chapel out there, and Jan is one of the main speakers. And that's uh, early on in September.
0: Yeah. I, I wonder, that's interesting. I wonder if she's not having it in Minneapolis this year because of the mostly peaceful protests. We
2: can perhaps ask her whether it's COVID-related yeah. or what's going on.
1: Uh, A lot of our conferences down through the years have have been about uh, Bible prophecy, right? It is. She
2: has speakers in uh, from around the world.
1: Very popular. You've gone to a couple. Yeah.
2: Five, six thousand people
1: uh, usually show up for these. In the Twin Cities.
2: uh, In the Twin Cities.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So we look forward to talking to Jan and Alex. And if you want to join us on what Ed calls that their internet, Ed, how can they do that? Well, there are a couple of ways.
0: You can go to either Facebook or YouTube. Search for Today's Issues. That's the name of this program. You click through. You can watch us uh, do radio on uh, a video stream. Uh huh. And for those of you who are on, I am waving, giving you a
1: salute. Hi, hi, thumbs yep.
0: up. That's right. So thank you We're for doing one. that. I'm we're giving them we number one. We're number one, giving okay. you two thumbs up. Yeah. So you don't want to miss that. You want to miss. You want to see that kind of thing. You just uh, join us if you uh, are going to be traveling, and a lot of people do that during the summer for vacations, visiting family, what have you. And you're going to be away from your beloved terrestrial Afr radio mm-hmm, station, yes. and still want to catch programs like this. And <sighs> who would, who wouldn't when you're on vacation? Uh, You can download the AFR app on your phone or other uh, device, portable device, smartphones, and listen wherever you have great internet. That's great.
2: You know, it's neat technology. It is. And if you think because you're picking it up on your phone, it is crystal clear, folks. Yes. Download that app. You can bring it up anywhere. And it's just like you're sitting in your kitchen listening to the radio.
0: And it's it's really going gangbusters in oh, terms yeah. of listeners. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the the numbers are because sometimes it's hard for us to tell if a listener's you know how they're listening mm-hmm. unless we you know surveyed them. Uh, but we increasingly hear from people in states where we have no radio yeah. station, mm-hmm. and uh, it's very exciting technology. Like you said, technology always is a double-edged sword. There's yeah. bad things about it things you have to guard yourself against in your family, but this is one of the good things.
1: Also, yeah. if you're traveling this summer and you happen to be coming through Tupelo, Mississippi, we welcome you to come by our studios here at AFR. They do ask for advanced warning so we can make sure. We're not uh, here as, if we don't want to be. Yeah, well, I mean, you know what I I'm should, saying. I should say advanced. They say uh, we're bringing word. a bus by or something like that. I'm sorry, we're closed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like a McDonald's might yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: no we don't want all those screaming kids in here we got
1: parkings messed up a little bit so you might have to park at the skating rink down the street and that's
0: a true thing yeah but no i was going to say we we do require them to give us advance notice so we make sure there's a staff member available to take you
1: around and show you right give you the big nickel tour right all right so there you go Uh, fred what's leading the news this morning
2: well, uh, you know, in third world countries, it's not uncommon for corrupt governors, uh, governments to spy on their political enemies.
0: Right. I've heard about this. You've heard about in this? In other countries. In
2: other countries. Well, there's increasing evidence that it's happening in what would be considered, well, countries like the United States of America. Tucker Carlson, about a week ago, he started talking. He's host, one of the popular hosts on Fox in the evening. He started talking about he was getting word that the uh, National Intelligence Gathering Agency, the NSA, was, for want of a better term, spying on him. Okay? So last night, he said, it, We now have it confirmed. He said, We've learned. That sources in the so-called intelligence community told at least one reporter in Washington what was in my emails. My emails referring to Tucker Carlson. His private His email. private emails. Now, I'm going to have him explain to you what was in those emails, what he was emailing his producer about. Okay, so it's a it's an email from Tucker Carlson to his producer. If we can play cut one.
0: Late this spring, I contacted a couple of people I thought could help get us an interview with Russian President Vladimir Putin. I told nobody I was doing this other than my executive producer, Justin Wells. I wasn't embarrassed about trying to interview Putin. He's obviously newsworthy. I'm an American citizen. I can interview anyone I want, and I plan to. But still, in this case, I decided to keep it quiet. I figured that any kind of publicity would rattle the Russians and make the interview less likely to happen. But the Biden administration found out anyway by reading my emails. I learned from a whistleblower that the NSA planned to leak the contents of those emails to media outlets. Why would they do that? Well, the point, of course, was to paint me as a disloyal American, a Russian operative, been called that before, a stooge of the Kremlin, a traitor doing the bidding of a foreign adversary.
2: All right, so what Tucker Carlson told the audience last night, he now has confirmation, he wrote a personal email to his uh, executive producer, I'd like to set up an interview with Vladimir Putin. And he finds out that a reporter was told by somebody inside the NSA, hey, we have these emails of Tucker Carlson writing his producer. He's trying to set up an interview with Vladimir Putin. And according to Tucker Carlson, he believes the motivation was to kind of discredit Tucker Carlson. And because, oh, he's trying to set up an interview with a Russian guy who's
0: our enemy yeah you know what's uh what's scary there's several several things that are scary about this story and we all kind of knew it was happening because the government the federal government spied on candidate trump yes his campaign and then spied on him his uh uh elect when he was when, after he was elected but before he was inaugurated they were spying on him as well so this is this is scary on a number of levels first of all uh What's scariest to me is that the only way the NSA – see, if if the NSA had simply been looking for any any emails with the word Russia in it, that's bad enough. Hmm. To me, that's against the Constitution. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an unreasonable search. Uh, but the fact is they were obviously looking at his emails – prior to that that's to me they were looking at tucker carlson's Who's they? E- the the NSA the national security agency they were looking at tucker carlson's emails before this happened otherwise how would you know to look in his email if you don't have access to everyone's emails how would you know he mentioned the word russia right is what i'm saying
2: and and the second part of this is it is not a crime for a journalist in this country to si- try to set up an interview with Vladimir Putin? No. It's not. Other other news agencies do it. In fact, during the summit back about a month ago, there was a CBS or NBC person did an interview with Vladimir Putin. So it's, okay. it's yeah. not
1: illegal to do that. Okay. So has the NSA responded to this? Not to my knowledge. No, they have they
0: have not as of
1: this well, morning. Well, they need to respond by saying we didn't do that. Are You crazy? We don't spy on Americans like that. That's what they need to say today right. in their in their government issued uh, vernacular. Yeah, I just said it like every man, right there. But if if, they're, if they if they if they if this isn't true, this is a very serious accusation that uh, that uh, and I I believe him by the way, yeah. mm-hmm. but. But this is a still. It's a very serious accusation uh, he's leveled against our federal government, in in the agency specifically being the national national security uh, agency. National security agency saying basically they're spying on him unconstitutionally. Right. Yeah. Yes. It, it seems now, now. I will say this: that I am
0: sure that the NSA and various other intelligence branches are constantly looking for certain – I'm sure they have algorithms and it's all done by computer – where they where they search for certain keywords, especially keywords in the same email. Kind of like Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> yes. Well, sort of. Yeah, sort of yeah, like – except a, without Vanna White. You're right. You know, and, uh, and, and so I understand the NSA having to look for communications that might lead to uh, a breakthrough for intelligence on t- terrorism right. or what have you. Right, right. But to me, you, you have to have some reasonable suspicion before you target a U.S. citizen. You can't, you can't, in other words, you can't read everyone's emails looking for a
1: mention of the word Russia if you've got no suspicion. Kind of like having a, you have to get a search warrant from a judge. Yes. If you're a law enforcement uh, agency, a judge has to give you permission. There has to be a third party involved. Otherwise, we've got a police state. Yes. Right here. I agree. Huh? And uh, I don't know. Well, we'll see what becomes of this story. Absolutely. But now Tucker Carlson has absolutely gone public with it. Yes. And it puts the NSA to me on the spot for a response. Mm -hmm. And I would say a response today. Yes. Yes. They need to respond. Otherwise, they're going to look very. Now, I, I would say the NSA doesn't necessarily have to respond to every accusation against them. But somebody as high profile as Tucker Carlson. Mm-hmm. and you're dealing uh, uh, you already have uh, conservatives uh, on the defensive because of censorship and we didn't talk about this much yesterday but censorship uh, or uh, discrimination I, uh, censorship is is a is a word that has multiple definitions the first would be that the government is Involved in stopping free speech. That isn't necessarily what happens with the censorship I'm using here. I'm talking about when big social media censors conservatives like president Trump, for example, and he's going to court over this, but, uh, this relates to Tucker Carlson here because uh, is Tucker Carlson being, uh, singled out because he is a conservative, Mm. uh, you know what I'm saying by That's the NSA. That's a legitimate N- question by the NSA. Yes, yes. by the NSA. Are That's they a- are they also doing this race Rachel Maddow? Now it doesn't matter. Even if they were doing this to Rachel Maydow, uh unconstitutionally, I would be opposed to that too. I would I mean, too. Yeah. Huh? Right? Yeah. Right? right. We have to have constitution. We have to obey our and, and adhere to our constitutional protections, which includes. A a right to privacy. Mm -hmm. Well, and to me, there's nothing different
0: about this. And again, it's a good point you're making. This is an accusation that Tucker Carlson has levied. He said a whistleblower let him know. So we do need to hear from the NSA. But if this is true, to me, this is no different. Just simply reading everyone's emails is no different than going into everyone's house. We're we're going to go into everyone's house and look to see if we can find something. And if we can, we're going to go to a judge and what, what
1: Robert Mueller did for two years. Yes. yes. Basically just go on a fishing expedition, looking for, uh, looking for something you can find that potentially may be illegal. And um, also let me just add too that. Uh, and I, we
0: haven't really talked about it a whole lot. You mentioned it, Fred, is the accusation that Tucker Carlson levied against the NSA that the, what the whistleblower told him was that the NSA was going to leak his emails Mm -hmm. to try to embarrass him or to characterize him as being an enemy of the country. So we're talking about an awful lot of power in the federal government. We all know the federal government's too powerful already. Yes. But if they are turning those guns against U.S. citizens for political reasons, then it does become like a banana republic.
1: Yeah, let me just say this. It used to be that liberals in this country were also civil libertarians. Yes. Okay, and, the, and a, a classic example is Alan Dershowitz, the famed uh, attorney who used to, I think, be represent the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union. And we used to, by we, I mean conservatives, used to oppose the ACLU and people like Alan Dershowitz, uh, as you know, for, over issues like obscenity and pornography and things of that nature. For, right. what For our blasphemy, free speech, those kinds of things. Uh, but civil libertarian, uh, but. But I but I would agree, don't misunderstand me here. Uh, I agree and I think conservatives agree with the American Civil Liberties Union in the issue of civil liberties right okay? Our constitutional rights which they used to, they being the ACLU and, and liberals used to stand for. Uh, however, they, they, those people uh, no longer exist, Well, they've been pushed out by the secular progressives, the social justice warriors, the woke crowd. They don't. Those people who might be what's behind this NSA uh, spying on Tucker Carlson, if it's true, uh, those people they don't they don't tolerate. The these are the people that are for tolerance. They don't tolerate. The, AC, the ACLU approach, or the approach uh, are the liberals anymore no okay so what i'm saying is that they believe those the secular progressives the woke crowd they believe in using the federal go- power of the federal government to go after conservatives because it's it's a righteous thing to do because conservatives and christians need to be purged from our society. And it doesn't matter that the civil rights right. are violated. That was a long winded way to say, mm-hmm. this is why you get Lois Lerner. Yes. At the IRS, mm-hmm. you know, Lois, I plead the fifth amendment learner <laughs> at the IRS when it was discovered that the IRS and, and the Obama administration was targeting, um, conservative T- groups, two right. party groups. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. A- and, and this is why this is, so th- they would – anyway, I think I made my point here that it is it is a one-sided deal here now. that The left believes it's okay to use the NSA against Tucker Carlson. Yes. Now, they may not say some, – some of them would say that out loud. Yeah. But, some, but uh, a, lot, a lot of them wouldn't even though they don't have a – they're not going to do anything to stop it. I,
0: I will say yeah. this. I read the comments uh, this morning under this story, under the T- Tucker Carlson story. And uh, to your point, Tim, clearly people on the on what are, what has now become the left, uh, they were all for it. They said Tucker Carlson yes. is an enemy yes. of the of the yes. country, and he is a Russian. This right. go get
1: him. That was right. And like I've said before, and I I know this sounds extreme to a lot of people listening, but I'm just telling you, and I'm convinced of this: if the progressive and I'm talking about uh, the hardcore progressives. I know this is a generalization, but if they could have their way, they would round us up. And by us, I mean conservatives like Tucker Carlson, mm-hmm. round us up, mm-hmm. do away with our constitutional rights, because they don't think the Constitution's uh, a legitimate uh, uh, document anyway, because it's from our founders who had slaves. you know what I'm saying? How the left goes on and on about this. So, and I'm not kidding about this. Uh, they, you you remember Bernie Sanders, Mm -hmm. uh, his, uh, one of his top officials in, in, uh, Iowa during the campaign was caught on tape saying we need to round these people up and put them in educational camps. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't kidding. No. So the, so the left thinks that that's that's why the january 6th thing is tied. They, they love that that was the the left i'm talking yep. about the secular left january 6th was just they cry about that with tears of joy because they can use that till jesus comes back to say look at the threat that the white nationalists and the are, are to our country therefore we must use the, every all the power of the federal government to crush these people and go after them and as i say they would like to round us up and put us in camps. Well, and and, to, and again, to
0: that point, in the comments, I understand there's a lot of trolls in comments. You, I, I'm, I'm not saying that these well, people are... I get are, bored at night. You know what I'm saying? You got, you
1: got to, I, got to, so, I like trolling. A lot of them that were talking kidding.
0: about Tucker Carlson yeah. being an enemy mentioned January 6th. Yep. Yeah. I mean, this is the narrative. The narrative is we're a threat oh, yeah. to, the, yeah, to there, everyone's there, freedoms. Any,
1: from now... For the next twenty five years, all oh, we're going. Well, I heard a guy on the MSNBC the other night. I saw a clip from and I thought I watched their shows, and he said January sixth was worse than two thousand than uh, than nine eleven. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, that's what they and and uh, uh, the the uh, hostess. I, I think it was the uh, not Rachel Maddow, but the uh, other hostess on there, Joy Joy Reed. I or? think she was like shaking her head. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the worst thing, uh, you know, worse yeah. than nine eleven. So anyway. I'm just telling; you, these people aren't playing. No, you're and right. So, and they're in the they they are also lodged in the bureaucratic positions in the federal government, uh, which
0: President Trump found out the deep state was the a deep real, state
1: was a real thing. They yeah. are so. Anyway, you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Go ahead, Fred.
2: Started off this segment by saying this is the kind of thing that we've just been talking about that we would expect in third world countries. Yeah, Germany is not a third world country. This is breaking news in the last 30 minutes out of Berlin. A court in Germany this morning uh, said that it won't decide before the country's national election in September whether the Domestic Intelligence Agency, kind of like our NSA, can put the, now the AP calls it far right, alternative for Germany party under observation due to suspicions of extreme right sympathies. Now, I'm going to tell you, Three paragraphs down in this story, here's how they define far right, a danger to the country. This party benefited from anger over Chancellor Angela Merkel's decision to allow large numbers of refugees and asylum speakers into Germany in 2015. More recently, this party, AFD, has portrayed itself as a champion of resistance to coronavirus restrictions. They are being described as a far-right party. The government has used, wants its domestic intelligence agency to do an investigation of who are the members of this party. Fortunately, in Germany this morning, the court says, no, we're not going to do this before the September election. Now, they may do it after the September election, but it's the same kind of thinking. They're upset that they, this party spoke out against open borders in Germany. They're upset that this party has spoken out against uh, coronavirus restrictions. Does that sound familiar?
0: Yeah. You know what's ironic about that? Now, the the nation of Germany has, since the defeat of Adolf Hitler and the Nazi Party, have been very, very strict on anything promoting Nazism. Yeah. You can't you can't have a a flag with a swastika, or, or, mm-hmm. or you get arrested. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. They uh, take a very strict view of that. So let me just say this. When you are in power and you want to demonize someone, you begin to hint that they are the same as those guys, the Nazis. And you shut down political debate like they're doing. And ironically, what you do is you strengthen groups on the right, Mm -hmm. including the far right. Yes. Yes. That's how the Nazis came to power. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's ironic that their strategy, their tactic at going after conservatives actually may wind up strengthening the far, far right in the future. Yeah.
1: I just found it ironic. Listen to stories. Yeah. And this is why president Trump's appointment of federal judges over the last five years probably saved our Republic. Yes. You're right. At least for the foreseeable future. Uh, and protected our, our civil liberties and our rights uh, more than anything else in the last four years. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. King,
3: King of the Wild, wild frontier. frontier.
1: The music's free. I know <laughs> we, we call it Learning University. <laughs> of necessity.
3: Trivia Friday. True. Ding, 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 yes. ding. Yes. Oh, really? That's correct. Giraffes
1: do not have vocal cords. So you want a cheeseburger without cheese? Hold the (laughs) the cheese. I said, yes, ma'am, whatever you call it.
3: Take a break with Tim Wildman and the gang. Friday mornings at 10 Central on American Family Radio.
4: What would it be like if every person
1: knew that they were created in the image of God? After
2: two years in the making... American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality.
3: There are only two sexes, male or female,
5: My hormone blockers.
2: In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing. Visit inhisimage.movie. You're made in
3: the image of God. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting Starnes to the number 49596. The National Education Association is declaring war on parents who oppose critical race theory. The Teachers Union announcing at its annual assembly they're starting a legal fund to defend teachers facing backlash for pushing the Marxist agenda. The union approved funding a three-tier program First, they want to add critical race theory into more curriculum. They also want to promote critical race theory in your local school district. And even more disturbing, they're funding an effort to attack opponents of CRT, including parents and conservative groups. The NEA represents some two million teachers around the nation. They also approved a resolution pledging to join Black Lives Matter. It's not just parents who need to push back against this radical takeover of public education. It's every taxpayer across the fruited plain. And if we stand down, we will lose the country. It's that serious, folks. I'm Todd Stearns. In him we were also chosen as God's own, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything by the counsel of his will, in order that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, would be for the praise of his glory, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11 and 12.
0: American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues.
1: Hey, welcome back everybody to today's issues on the American family radio network. You want to send us a positive and encouraging email. Go to comments at AFR.net comments at AFR.net. If you want to send us a negative and discouraging email, we will get that address for you a little <laughs> bit later in the program. Uh, just teasing AFR here, Tim with Ed and Fred, and you're listening to the program today's issues. Our guest now is Jan Markell. Jan joins us most Tuesdays, excuse me, most Thursdays at this time. She's the host of Understanding of the Times. The radio program heard weekends here on AFR. It's heard Saturdays at 1 o'clock Central Time and Sundays at noon Central Time. And uh, Jan, uh, she is the founder of the Olive Tree Ministry. How are you doing, Jan?
5: Doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you. Uh, are you having your conference this year?
5: Actually, Pastor Jack Hibbs uh, has taken it over uh, in Chino Hills, California, uh, just because of, <laughs> how do I want to say it, the uh, uh, peculiar politics of Minnesota has made such events very, very difficult. <clears throat> if all things continue kind of as they are trending now with <clears throat> our ch- our churches. <clears throat> Our church is opening up again, possibly in 2022, and we could go back, but it's been difficult.
1: Your churches are still
5: closed in Minnesota? Uh, They're opening now. They've been opening now for the last couple of months, but they were closed for a year. And and not only that, uh, some were closed and others were open with huge restrictions, seating limitations, et cetera. Conferencing is impossible under those conditions, as you can imagine. You can't. You can't take reservations and things like that, so we just gave it up for two years, and Pastor Jack Hibbs has taken it over for this fall, Saturday, September 11th, at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. I'll be there. Amir Sarfati, Jack Hibbs, and others will be ministering for that day, September 11th.
1: Boy, you know it's bad in your state if California is conservative. <laughs> I know. We got to move our conference to California to free California. No, that, you're right.
5: That's very profound. A very profound observation. Oh, yes.
0: I was, I was thinking it too, though, Jan.
1: So, so he was profoundly I, thinking. I, I was
0: huh? thinking about that profound thought. myself. Quietly profound. Yes. Quietly profound. That's right. That's we're me.
1: All, we're all out
5: socialists here. Plus, plus the Islamic element. It's very scary, really.
2: Yeah. Go ahead, Fred. Uh, Jan, there was a story this <clears throat> morning out of Israel. Um, of course, they have a, a, a new prime minister there, uh, but he seems, uh, Prime Minister Bennett, but he seems to be carrying out the same kinds of policies, at least in some areas, as uh, former Pres- Prime Minister Netanyahu. What happened the, uh, in this story this morning that Israeli troops leveled the two-story home of Mu- right. Montaser Sh- Shalabi, Uh, of the village, and he has been arrested uh, for murdering an Israeli student. Now, here's what I found interesting. His wife, who lives in this home uh, on the West Bank, uh, says he's been estranged from her husband for some time. He is an American citizen from Santa Fe, New Mexico. Now, according to her, he had married three other women in unofficial Islamic ceremonies in New Mexico. That kind of shocked me. Uh, And the entire family has U.S. citizenship. Is this the kind of thing that you've heard of? This is happening in the United States, that people who come in who are Islamic are having multiple wives? Are the states aware of this kind of thing? Have you heard this before?
5: No, I'm not familiar with this at all. Of course, the fact that Israelis are... Leveling the homes of of terrorists or the families uh, of homes of terrorists is a sort of a precaution type. It's kind of a warning. Uh, if you're going to if you're going to murder our people, we're we're not going to take it without retaliating in some way. And, and the leveling of homes has been going on for a long time under great criticism. Uh, but I do think it's a, a fair trade off. Uh, the other angles of the story, I'm I'm I, I'm aware of it, but I'm not familiar if this is a ongoing
2: issue. I don't know. Yeah. The other story that came up this week with regards to Israel, there was a vote late Tuesday night in Israel. And this was regards to a law that's been on the books apparently in Israel, but has to be voted on every year as to whether an Arab Israeli citizen can bring in a spouse from the West Bank or Gaza. And the law says they could not make them citizens. But that vote failed this year for the first time. Uh, is that because uh, Prime Minister Bennett has part of his multi-party coalition has allowed an Arab vote, a uh, stronger Arab vote there?
5: Well, it may be. Um, I think the audience here needs to be praying for for Mr. Bennett's uh, government. You know, if if um, let me put it this way: I mean, we're, the pro-Israel community is obviously grieved at the departure of. Benjamin Netanyahu is—he's just a wonderful leader for the nation of Israel, and a protector of the country as well. But if if one man had to succeed him, I, I think that um, the fact that Naftali Bennett is the person to do that is somewhat of—he is conservative and not not, a, not in the same vein as Netanyahu. But he's not a liberal, thank goodness. You know, he's not an Ariel Sharon. He, he perhaps will not be giving any more land away. Um, but at the same time. Israel is just about as unstable <clears throat> politically as America is, <clears throat> and I find it <clears throat> interesting that both countries are going through political turmoil and political transition, and I don't think it's leading to anything good. I think it's leading to um, her enemies, Israel's enemies, and America's enemies. Um, as, are Well, they're ramping up, let's just put it that way, and... Um, I think we need to be watching, what is Iran going to be doing? Now, they have a new a president, which and he's a horrific man who's just been chosen as president of Iran. Uh, you can bet the only thing on his mind is going to be obliterating Israel. So I think it's time that Christians really do pray for the peace of Jerusalem. If there's just um, one message I could get across in this brief interview, it would be that. And that's a, that's a biblical command, Psalm two six. I think it's needed now more than ever, and will be as we move into the end of 2021 and into 2022. Things are only going to ramp up, and, and, and I mean that in a negative way, not in a real positive way.
1: Well, then don't email us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right? We only there take, you go. Because we only want positive and encouraging emails. Amen. Uh, okay. Thank you, Jan. We appreciate it. Look forward to your show this weekend. Thanks so much. That's Jan Markell joining us from Minnesota. You're listening to today's issues on AFR, Tim, Ed, and Fred. Hey, before we move on to your next story that you have in your stack there, Fred, related to the topic we were talking about in the first half hour, that is uh, our freedoms and uh, our privacy and protection from, uh, from, uh, from uh, oppression and unfair treatment by the federal government. There is a story. Maybe you were going to bring this up next. I had to miss the meeting you guys had this morning preparing for this show. There's a story on Fox News right now, and here's what the headline reads. HHS Secretary Beccaria. Is that how you pronounce the fellow's name? Becerra. Becerra. My apologies. HHS Secretary Becerra, that is Health and Human Services, this is a cabinet-level position, Quote he's quoted as saying this, uh, absolutely the government's business to know which Americans haven't been vaccinated. Hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the direct quote. Um, it says, so it, it is, it is absolutely this is this is the a cabinet level official at the HHS for the Biden administration. In response to President Biden a couple days ago saying we need to go door to door, mm-hmm. this fellow says so it's absolutely the government's business, it's taxpayers' business, if we have uh, to continue to spend money to try to keep people from contracting COVID and helping reopen the economy. End of quote. Your response to that quote, there, Ed. Well, let me let me start off by saying this:
0: I don't trust the federal government when it's in the control of progressives. Okay, okay. so let me start off by saying that I don't trust them. Just like I don't trust them, uh, let's say for about gun control, I could have a conversation with people about. Uh, what we sh- how sh- how we should get illegal guns off the street if I knew that the progressive left actually believed in the Second Amendment, okay? So, I- so let's switch over here to vaccines. I could have a discussion with people about vaccination, how important it is, whether it's safe, all those kinds of things, and might even make some compromises if I was talking with someone if I trusted them and I don't trust the federal government under the control of progressives. I don't trust the Health and Human Services Secretary, Xavier Becerra. I don't trust Joe Biden. So I'm always thinking they have an ulterior, an ulterior motive. They probably think the same thing about me as a conservative, but I am not discussing vaccines with people like this because I don't trust their motives.
2: I honestly believe uh, the quote that you just gave us from the Health and Human Services Secretary is part Of a game plan. To my point, I want you to have a listen to an interview that Dr. Anthony Fauci gave just in the last two days about those who are resisting taking vaccinations. Cut number three.
3: This is not complicated. We're not asking anybody to make any political statement one way or another. We're saying try and save your life and that of your family and that of the community. Here we have a vaccine that's highly highly effective it's easy to get it's free and it's readily available so you know you, you, you've got to ask what is the problem get over it get over this political statement just get over it and try and save the lives of yourself and your family all right See. so on. refusing
2: to take the vaccine according to dr fauci is a political yes statement
1: yes yeah, that see that needs no room for a debate about said vaccine or vaccines and the merits of taking it or not. Mm-hmm. What are our constitutional rights? Uh, what about the people that get the that have side effects or die? What, let's have this discussion, mm-hmm. okay? No, he wants to put it in terms of you know I don't know what we're gonna do about these flat Earth people, Right. okay? They the the obviously they don't they don't get science. That's what he's saying right there. He sounds very frustrated. Like, uh, and I'm sure he believes what he says in terms of the. Well, for Dr. Fauci, it's, he believes what he says this month. But, <laughs> but you, you, I, I I'm not. Uh, he he well, he believes the vaccines are perfectly safe, and that everybody should get it, and therefore. Uh, stop the spread of COVID, which by the way, wh- where is this spreading now anymore? I, the, I, I'm talking about in a hospitalization and lethal way. I, I haven't heard. Well, I, I
0: haven't, I, I do know there was a, a large outbreak at, uh, a church camp in Texas, all young people. So I, I doubt that there'll be any, you know, hospitalization. Yeah, I stuff. just don't. I but just, let me just, to, to the point I was making earlier, I, if I, if Dr. Anthony Fauci was sitting right here, I would say, well, first I would say you're not as tall as I thought. (laughs) Okay. And then I would say that was, that was unkind. Prove you're a real Italian. Then I would say, you know what? I'd have this conversation with you, Dr. Fauci, if you hadn't lied to us a half a dozen times
1: over the last year and a half. Right. I got you. You're, uh, you're, you're saying we can't trust these folks. No, I I don't. I don't
2: trust them. uh, Biden. Jansaki, we're going to go door to door about vaccinations. Now you got the Health and Human Services Secretary saying, "Absolutely, it's government business to find out who hasn't taken the
1: vaccination." Uh, maybe we can pull this clip up if you can find it, uh, Brent, during the break or something. I'm because t- I got it right here. He was on CNN when he said this. Uh, and let's bring Alex into the conversation right here. Alex McFarland joins us from the Tar Heel State. That would be. North Carolina, Alex. Good, good morning to you. Hello, gentlemen. It's good to be with you. Are you in North Carolina?
4: Uh, actually, in South Carolina right now.
1: Well, but uh, close. Okay. Well, listen. Uh, we were talking about the quote from the uh, HHS secretary, and again, that's a cabinet level position. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about the vaccine, that vaccine, vaccines. I just wanted to get your thoughts on. Let me quote it for you, because maybe you didn't hear it. The federal no, guy. No, I
4: heard that. Yeah.
1: Let me quote it for you again because uh, I w- I just uh, I want to nuance this just a little bit because when I mention this quote I want you to notice that he doesn't put any uh unless he did in 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 the, later in the interview that I didn't hear so I'll I'll just say that before I say this In this quote from him uh HHS secretary I don't see any caveats and it's left w- wide open for interpretation. And this is a serious, a serious matter for uh, millions and millions of Americans. That is our constitutional rights. He says, quote, the federal government has spent trillions of dollars in keeping Americans alive during this pandemic. You knows how he's setting this up here. He's setting this up as a justification for suspending the constitution. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. he said. So, a federal government spent all this money, therefore, then he says this. So it is absolutely the government's business uh and to know if you've been vaccinated. Yeah. Your thoughts on that? I mean this
4: Alex? is Alex? This is question begging of, of the worst sort. And and let me let me say we're what we're basically hearing are arguments from the left that we should suspend the very same constitutional right that the pro-abortion and pro-assisted suicide lobby has defended. In other words, when it comes to arguing for abortion, they always said, look, nobody has the right to impose or override a woman's right to personal medical choices. And with Jack Kevorkian and the right to die assisted suicide, they said, look, you have the right, if you wanna die, you have the right to die. Now, when we say, uh, we have the right to refuse this vaccine with its questionable uh, makeup and uh, debatable side effects. Uh, and we have the right by HIPAA laws to withhold our personal medical information. The, the lefties now that really, you know, let's be honest, they're, they're using COVID as a contrivance to temporarily with an eye to ultimately suspend our constitutional rights, uh, the very same arguments they used uh, in the opposite direction, now they've turned 180 because this is a, a moment of political opportunity for them.
0: That's you know that's a really good point because we we have always heard, my, you know, my body,
4: my right, choice right, right. kind of
0: thing. In fact, we have often heard uh, the government does not need to come between a woman and her doctor. Mm-hmm. So if, if they are going to be consistent, they should be saying this is a decision that an individual should make in consultation with their doctor Yeah, and the government has no business talking about and, it. And, and, e- e- and now I, let me just say this one thing too, Alex, and toss it right back to you. It is different from abortion because abortion takes the life of another human being. We're yeah. talking about the right to decide about our own life. Go ahead.
4: C.S. Lewis said the worst sort of tyranny are the tyrants that impose their view, quote, for your own good. Mm. And and I mean, I, I've had people on radio shows berate me. I haven't been vaccinated. I'll be on record. I'll tell you, I've not taken the vaccination. I have sat down one-on-one with medical doctors, including some from Bowman Gray Medical School in North Carolina, a very respected school. Um, and, and to be fair, I'll, I will say I've talked with physicians that have said, I'm not worried, go ahead and take it. I've talked with some medical doctors who have said, no way, Jose, don't take it. And I haven't. But but here's my point. Over and over, we've had people say, come on, this is for your own good. And again, look. I mean, the the CDC has been all over the map on this. Lord knows Fauci has, I mean, you know, if, if did you, you call him Lord water, Fauci, <laughs> what did you just uh, well, say? If, if you ask Fauci, is water wet? <laughs> he said Lord knows. Three different answers. Yeah, he said Lord knows. Oh, my, Fauci. Lord I thought he called knows. him Lord Fauci. I Lord thought. knows. <laughs> Fauci has talked out of both sides of his mouth. So um, this is a moment of political opportunity for those that want to further erode our constitutionally protected rights. Yeah. And, and we can't let this happen.
1: Uh, by the way, whatever happened to HIPAA? Hmm.
4: Exactly. HIPAA law, the,
1: for these lefties, well, you know, they used to
4: scream HIPAA to everybody for for everything from medical marijuana, yeah, to HIPAA. you know, abortion, a physician assisted suicide. I mean, they they used to use HIPAA as a screen to hide behind for everything, and now HIPAA's forgotten.
1: The federal, this uh, the HHS secretary, which we're about to hear. What's his name again? Uh, Ed. Oh, uh Xavier Becerra. I would rather you pronounce it than me mispronounce it because when I mispronounce names I get people I people will I have incoming emails. Yes. That uh people it's almost like they like like it when oh, we yeah. slip up. They wanna hear the redneck from Mississippi <laughs> who can't pronounce people's names and they wanna deride me. Uh you do wonderfully. So thank you. Thank I thank you. I was gonna say that too. Thank thank you, fellas. Yeah. Uh Mr Vitagliano. Huh? <laughs> uh, so uh, let's uh, I want to hear the uh, gentleman the hHs secretary in his own words uh, and, and and then we'll come back.
4: Uh, perhaps uh, we should point out that the federal government has had to spend trillions of dollars to try to keep Americans alive during this pandemic. So it is absolutely the government government's business. It is taxpayers business. If we have to continue to spend money to try to keep people from contracting COVID a- and helping reopen the economy. And so it is our business to try to make sure Americans can prosper. Americans can freely associate and knocking on a door has never been against the law. You don't have to answer, but we hope you do because if you haven't been vaccinated we can help dis- help dispel some of those rumors that you've heard and hopefully get you vaccinated
0: see if if cnn had done their job then the cnn host would have said well uh, secretary becerra uh we let's let's talk about it as if we were talking about abortion and a woman's right to her You're, you promote and Basera is absolutely pro-abortion And the Health and Human Secretary's uh, Health and Human Services is an instrument of the abortion lobby under a Democratic president. Let's let's have you explain the difference between my body, my choice when it comes to abortion, and when it comes to the vaccine. But the but the media
1: doesn't do its job.
0: So he wasn't asked that.
1: Listen, this, this is oftentimes political debates and arguments comes they, it comes down to it well it comes down to what Ed said earlier that is do you trust the motives of the people talking if you do then you have a different uh, you have a different thought process than if you don't and it's it's, it's their worlds apart so when this when this gentleman talks like he did right there there wasn't anything particularly scary about what he said. And the way he said it, Uh, okay, we just want to come by everybody's house and make sure they know where the vaccination place is. And you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Have a nice day. Like the postman, okay, or something like that. Okay, I don't agree with doing that, but but that doesn't sound like, oh, okay. You know, that doesn't sound like... They're out to put you in the gulag all right huh. you know what I, you, you yeah. know what I'm saying which is which yeah. makes it more dangerous and insidious because what he's not uh, saying there is what that they're they're building a database yes yes okay that that's what he's saying so when that uh, federal government frankly, I don't know where they're going to get all these people to go door to door from the federal government I, I doubt this ever happens but they're, they're talking about it. But, but Alex, if you go, uh, what they're going to do is that the person who knocks on your door and if you come to the door and you say, I don't want to answer your questions, they write down, he doesn't want to answer our questions. Right. And you fall into a category. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you are entered, uh, well, you know, your your address, 104, it, whatever. Yeah, th- There you go. While, so uh, go ahead, Alex.
4: Well, while we're talking about the lefts, selective application of the law, uh, several years ago, um, you may remember there was talk of the census and the left said, uh, people don't have to respond to census takers. You know, there are, um, people of different languages, different ethnicities, and the census going door to door and expecting people to comply is, is oppressive. But suddenly now knocking on doors and getting people to, uh, come clean about where they are on the vaccine is appropriate you see just like ed was saying about abortion and other things, um, my body my choice it's the left's selective application of the law based on their political ideologies yeah why is this too
1: far far-fetched to say this what's to say they do this federal government does a door-to-door okay about the vaccination we just want to let you know where the vaccination station is and it's available and we encourage you to get it thank you have a nice day that's if you even answer the door right but what's to say they come back a year from now or two from a year and they say you know what those people who uh, didn't respond or said they weren't getting the vaccination Hmm. uh we need to send them a letter and tell them if they if they continue to refuse they will be fined or they won't get their their tax refund. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah, Or we'll take you off Medicare. Yes. 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 Those kinds of suspicions, those are very real. Because the same logic that fellow just used right there that you heard, he could say, listen, the federal government spent billions of dollars fighting this, and if you can't help us out by getting a vaccination, you don't deserve your Social Security. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Or your liberties. Or your liberties. Yeah. All right, Alex. Thank you. Have a good day, buddy. God bless you guys. God bless America. Okay. We'll see you back in five minutes, everybody.
5: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.